1: I الرحيم the one who is اللهم انا نجعلك في النهار سبحا طويلا واذكر اسم ربك وتبتل اليه تبتيلا رب المشرق والمغرب لا اله الا هو فاتخذه وكي وكيلا واصبر على ما يقولون واهجرهم هجرا جميلا وذر والمكذب المكذبين قل النعمه قليلا in the name فتتقول إن كفرتم يومي يجعل الولدان شيبا والسماء فطر به كأنه عضوهم مفعولا إن هذه تذكرة فمن شاء اتخذ إلى ربه سبيلا هذق الله العظيم
2: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد الشاكرين uh, just uh, a quick reminder. Usually, when I start my uh, every session, I summarize the, what has been said in the last session. So, in case you have not been with us here, you will be at least uh, you will be following. Uh, what we have uh, spoken in the past. Also, all of the sessions of the Tafsir, they are being posted on YouTube. So, uh, in case you want to see what we have talked about in the past, you can follow up. And the reason I am saying this is because this Tafsir is going in sequence uh, of the Surah based on the revelation, based on the order of the revelation. So the uh, we started with Surah al araq Surah iqra That's the first Surah revealed. Then we start we continued with Surah al Ya al which was the second Surah after al araq Then we finished Surah Al-Qalam, Al-Qalamu qalam Ma'istoon. Now we are doing since last Sunday we started doing Surah Al-Muzzammil, which is uh, uh, narrated as to be to have been revealed. Right after Surah Al-Qalam, although there are some narrations that claim it was revealed in Medina, but those claims are not uh, fully justified. There are some uh, some people, some of the muftisrim. This is not some people who just say from their own uh, thoughts, but there were some reports. However, the uh, uh, most of the narrators and muftisrim. Confirmed that this is a Mecki surah which was revealed in Mecca in the earlier days of the da'wah. And the surah, just like the earlier surahs before that, still doing the very uh, significant preparation of Muhammad as a Prophet and his Sahaba preparing them for this mission. This mission of Islam is new. The Prophet has just been given the, uh, the message the notion from Allah جل, through Jibreel that he was appointed and designated as a messenger for Azza uh, of Allah جل, to deliver a message for mankind and the previous surah, which is Surah Al Qadam, it indicated explicitly that this message was for entire mankind. And we mentioned when Allah said, it is nothing but a dhikr, but a Quran, but a revelation for all the worlds. So this has been said. So the Prophet ﷺ is being designated as a messenger for all mankind. So this message, as in this surah, which last time he said,
0: Allah describes it as a heavy
2: word. It's a heavy surah. Inna We are going to give you a message, a word that is heavy. It's heavy in the sense that it is it's not a lightweight, it's very significant. It's heavy in the sense that it will have a serious challenge to all the non-Islamic, anti-Islamic ideas, thoughts, idol worshipping uh, worshipping other than Allah Azza. So it's it's heavy by all means. So Allah Azza wa Jal specifically says it's stated. It's not that we are saying this message is huge, it's tough, it's strong, it's challenging. Allah عز is saying <clears> thaqila." <throat> so this thaqil, this word, needs preparation. And we have seen the preparation in the previous surahs. Surah al المدثل was telling Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم Oh ayya ayyuhu al-mudثل, you have taken cover and you are hiding under a certain cover or blanket. Stand up for Allah Azza wa make sure that you glorify your رب your رب is the greatest وثيابك clean, cleanse and clean your clothing, your uh, your body your system your your ideas your thoughts وارضي فهجر leave everything that is anti-Islam so all of this is preparation and we talked about that at length now this surah comes in a different from a different perspective. Now the preparation that requires that spiritual energy, and we spoke about that last time, Ya أَيُّهَا Stand up all night. Or maybe a little bit less than that. Stand up in worshiping to Allah Azza wa in reading the Qur'an, in pondering about the Qur'an, in thinking about Allah Azza wa Half of the night or less than half, عَلَيْهُ or maybe more than In other words, do as much as you can at night. Quran, and uh, read the Quran, recite the Quran, follow the Quran, deliver the Quran as it's being revealed. It's a preparation. And the, in the Hadith, Aisha anha narrates that when this ayah was revealed, now remember Aisha was too young in Mecca when this was revealed, but she knows about the incident that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi him him and the Sahaba they stood up all night until their feet were swollen. Because they were they took the order seriously from Allah Azza wa so they stood up, uh, reading the Quran, thinking about this new deen, about this new mission, about the, the heaviness of this uh, uh, and the weight of this mission until their feet were swollen. And later on of course a year later Allah says okay now you can relax. So we did talk about that last time and then the last ayah we were talking uh, about where Allah says, Remember the name of your Rabb. And we mentioned that the word comes from memory, it's not from the tongue. So, quite often when we say al-dhikr, al-dhikr we associate the word al-dhikr with the tongue. Al-dhikr is associated with the mind, with the brain, not with the tongue. The tongue is the, the, the tool for expressing what's in the memory so my tongue when i say subhanallah so subhanallah is from my memory from my mind from my brain and my tongue is accurate left so al-fikr when he said means recollect from your brain remember retrieve that information keep it alive in your memory is the name of your rabb, which is allah Jalla. remember that this is your Rabb. remember that your Rabb is allah remember that your Rabb is is the God, the Creator. Remember that everyone else, that the people think as a God, as a rab, is not a rab. Abu Jahl is not a rab. Abu Lahab is not a rab. Abu Sufyan is not a rab. Uh, Amr bin Luhaydin, the, the previous, Rab of Mecca is not a rab. Al-Hubal, Allah, Al-Uzza, Manat al-Thalitha al-Akhra, all of these are not Rab. Nothing, there is no Rabb but Allah Azza wa Jalla. As today, if we want to associate this with to, to our today's life, what's good cool is marabbin? Remember that your Rab, your rab is not the United right of nation, your Rab is not the security council, your Rab is not the king, your Rab is not the president, your Rab is not the constitution, your Rab is not the legislator, your Rab is not the parliament. So all of these, the ones I mentioned, they do play the role of a They do play the role of a because they think they own the land, they own the people. They have the right over the people. They have the right in order to tell you what to do and what not to do. That's what Arab does. The Rabb, in, in reality, what is a Arab A rab is the one who can tell you do this or don't do that. Drink this water but don't, don't drink the khadr. Eat this beef but don't eat the khanzir. Uh, dress uh, as a woman, cover your, uh, your head. Uh, and if you do not do that, then that's a problem. That's what a rab. So the rab is the one who can tell you what is halal, what's haram, what's right, what's good, what is bad, uh, or evil and what's not bad. So that's what Allah. So Allah Azza is telling Muhammad right from the, the very beginning, always remember who your Ram is. Because for any moment of time you do not recall who your Ram is. Any moment of time you forget who your Rab is, then you will be mis- misled, you will be misguided, then you will go all types of directions. And that's what happens in the days in the lives of the people. And then, Allah further, He says, This Rabb of yours, the Rabb that you will obey, is not a separate Rabb, is not a separate Lord from the Lord of the world. He is the same, your Rabb is the same, Rabb of al mashriq and al maghrib He is the Rabb of the East and the West. Now, East and the West means the entire horizon, the entire world. In another place, Allah says, Rabbul Alameen, the Rabb of all the worlds. But here, specifically, Rabbul Mashriq Wal Maghrib. No matter where you go, this Rabb of yours, whom you have to recall and recollect, is the Rabb of the Mashriq, the Rabb of the Maghrib, the Rabb of the East, the Rabb of the West, and there is no Rabb but him. And in fact, when I say there is no Rabb but him, the ayah continues to say, La ilaha illahua. There is no God but him. Wherever you look, Wherever you go, no matter how you scan things around, how you scan the so-called gods, you will find the one and only one who deserves to be called a god. The one and only one who can have this title of a god, the one and only one is Allah Azza wa Jalla ilaha illahua. And then and then comes the direction, which is still under preparation of Muhammad, what do you do with this God? How do you approach him? So this is your rabb. This is the rabb of the Mashrib. This is the rabb of the Maghrib. This is the rabb,
3: the God and the only God.
2: So after all of this, and you need a wakil, a wakil, what is a wakil? Wakil, you need someone who can defend you, someone who can protect you, someone who can do things on your behalf, something who can be there whenever you need him. And we as people, all the time, we as people, we are always... Dependent. We have a dependency. There is none of us who is completely independent. And when I say I have dependency, which means that I, I do have some shortcomings. There are things which I cannot do by myself. So I need help. I need support. I need someone to be on my on, on my side. There is nothing in this world, whether it's a human, or it's an animal, or it's a plant, or it's the earth, or it's the moon, or it's the star. Each and every each and every being in this world is dependent. Is dependent, which means there is no nothing that is self sufficient. And Muhammad, Allah is telling him, We know that in this endeavor for Islam, in this mission, in this message, you are going to need because you cannot be self sufficient all the time. Who is your wakil now? Where are you going to seek and search for a wakil to support you? You need help, you need support. Sometimes you feel desperate. You really feel desperate. Think of the brothers in Syria today, those who are fighting on the ground. They are desperate. At some point, they look ahead. The army is too tough ahead of them. The United Nations has failed them. The Security Council is conspiring against them. The NATO, they they want to steal their revolution. The Arab countries around them, they are conspiring against them. At some point, they feel desperate. So then need, they would look up for something. What is it that we look up to? Allah Azza wa is directing Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then, and us today, فَاتَّخِذْهُ وَكِيلًا This is the one that you need a wakil. If you need a wakil and you will need a wakil, Allah Azza wa Jal is your wakil. لا إله إلاه فَاتَّخِذْهُ وَكِيلًا There is no god but him, then take him a wakil. So let's make no mistake about that. Our wakil... In this life and in the hereafter, in our mission, in our daily life, you have no choice but to have a wakil. But if you take a wakil other than Allah, وجل, then you are wrong. Because each and every other wakil other than Allah is also dependent. He's not self sufficient. There is none in the world who can be continuously wakil. You depend on whom? You depend on America? America will fail you. You depend on a certain. Uh, group and government or certain, they will fail you because they themselves are not immortal, they themselves are not self-sufficient they themselves, they do have some shortcomings the one and only one who is a god Allah Azza wa Jal la ilaha illa huwa so it's very important to realize and understand the need and the, the importance and the significance of this direction and this guideline, this guidance at the beginning of the dawn, At that time, when Muhammad was facing all the challenges, when the entire society was full of gods other than all Allah, when the entire society, under the leadership of the elites of Mecca, the corrupt elites of Mecca, like Abu Jahl, like Abu Lahab, like Abu Sufyan, before he became a Muslim, and Al walid bin Al Mughirah, and Al Ahlus bin Shuray, those names I keep. Because they are the ones who were playing very big role against Muhammad. Against all
3: these
2: idols, against all these corrupt leaders, against all these tyrants and oppressors, he needs a wakil. The Rab of the East and the West, no God but him, then, then he should be your wakil. And then the next direction, and all these are guidelines. وَصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا يكونون. وَصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا يكونون. وَهْجُرْهُمْ هَجْرًا وصبر, I said last time when we were talking about in Surah Al-Qalam and Surah al sabr means be persistent and continue do whatever you are doing and remember the translation of Sabr to be patient be patient, be patient sometimes gives a passive meaning be patient it gives you, oh, just be quiet until things happen. No. As-sabr is not be passive. It's not be patient, do nothing until things happen. Last time in Surah Al-Qalam, it says, وَلِرَمِّكَ فَصْبِلْ وَلِرَمِّكَ And that was in Surah al Wali Rabbika فَصْبِلْ In Surah Al-Qalam, what was the ayah? Uh, uh, على we just did it last time oh no in al in said Continue doing whatever you are doing until the hukum of Allah comes. And in the tafsir, one of the tafsir says until the order of Allah comes, until the decree of Allah comes, until Allah makes his decree, until Allah makes a decision, or until Allah عز brings down victory. Based on one of the mufassirin, uh, قَتَادَ وَالسَّيْنُ وَاصْبَلَ رَبِّكَ It means, أصبر until, until the victory of Allah عز comes. So, sabr. And here, Wasmir ala ma'yakulun. Wasmir ala ma'yakulun. So, those are three notations of sabr. One, to whom, why are you going to have sabr? Because of Allah Azza wa Jalla. That's sort of Wasmir bi hukmi rabbi. How long you are going to have sabr? Keep making sabr until the final decision is made, until the objective is, is achieved. It doesn't mean, oh, I will make sabr now, but tomorrow. فَصْبَرْ لِلْحُمْ مِرَبِّكَ فَصْبَرْ لِلْحُمْ rabbik in Surah Al-Qalab فَصْبَرْ لِلْحُمْ rabbik It doesn't help to say oh I will make sabr today only today but today if nothing happens then I will do something else that's not sabr اصبر until you achieve the objective until something the thing that you can, in your mind what you have started for the objective and that is achieved فَصْبَرْ لِلْحُمْ rabbik and here, Allah is saying, okay, make sabr. Against what? Why do you have to make sabr? What's, what's happening? Oh, they must be saying something bad, something aggressive. They are attacking you, they are making slanders, they are making all types of, uh, of accusations, all types of lies against you. They will say all types of things, irrespective of what they say, despite what they say. It doesn't matter how much they accuse you, still do whatever you are doing. Continue doing whatever you... What is it that he was
3: doing?
2: is slamming him. He is carrying the da'wan for the sake of Allah. He is propagating Islam. He is calling people to Islam. That's what he is doing. He had no other mission but delivering the message of Allah Azza wa So continue to deliver the message of Allah. Be persistent in delivering the message of Allah. Be uh, 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 insistent on it insist on what you are doing and do not give it up do not give in do not uh, 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 be reluctant uh, do not slow down just keep doing irrespective of what they say but what doesn't what is it that they say well here Allah doesn't tell us what is it that they say He's just, he just puts it in a general term make suffer for whatever they say it doesn't matter because whatever they say is going to be bad. Whatever they say, they say you are terrorist, that's bad. They say you are fundamentalist, from their perspective, it's bad. They say, oh, you are not civilized, or oh, you don't want democracy, or civil code, or civil state, or oh, you are out of touch with this world. They will say that. They will say you are majnun. and they did. Like in the in the uh, uh, previous surah, where Allah Azza wa Jal, in Surah Al Qalam, He said, they say you are Majnoon. They say he is Majnoon insane. He's crazy. They say that. In other places, they said he's a sah, he's a magician. He's a shah, he's a poet. He's a He He's someone who just mumbles things that he doesn't know what he's talking about. They will say all types of things.
0: They will accuse him
2: like these days. They say, oh, this man is uh, womanizing. He had so many wives, and he used to marry his after after his uh, desires and charm. They will say all types of things, but then he says, despite what they say, continue do what you are doing. So a sabr, as we see here, that those are three different areas that a sabr comes in, and there will be more as we talk about some other places. One is, what is it that will make you suffering. What is it that goes in your mind, your psychology, that allows you to, to persist and do what you are doing? It's for Allah. When wa that's right at the beginning. He said. The suffer you do it for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of your objectives, not for the sake of the mission you are doing, not for the sake of the, your family, not because you want to do the world to make the world better. Although all of these are valid objectives. I need my mission to propagate. I need the world to be better. I need to bring better life to my family, better life to my nation, better life to my ummah. I need to remove the pressure. I need to uplift all of this tyran. It's true. Those are objectives. But that is not the reason why you will have Salah. Because all of these objectives, no matter how good, they can overcome your own abilities. They can overcome your own strength. Because no matter how much strength you have, no matter how, how supreme your objective is, in front of all of these obstacles, you may become weak. So the cause and the reason that you need to have to have the sabr is Allah Azza wa Jalla. It's obvious. It's because of Allah Azza wa Jalla. And then, in the, in the previous surah, and continue doing sabr until the objective is <laughs> achieved. So it's not a matter of I will do it now. If it doesn't work, then I will quit. I will give it a week. Sometimes something. You know what? i will do it, I will give it a week. The revolution has been going on for 20 months. I will give it one, one more month. One more month. If it doesn't work, then we will uh, we will look up for the United Nations or Security Council or the NATO then they in us. No, don't do that. Continue having Summer suffer until. The final objective is achieved and here continue doing sabr despite of what they do or what they say. There is yet one more direction. Look at this. All of these orders to Muhammad those are guidelines and preparation how to carry this mission. At the beginning, omallay. Stand up on your right, read the Quran, Quran call the name of your Ram. make sure your Ram is your waqir. And then have the suburb. them. a means stay away from you know you leave. You leave Al-Hijrah we always celebrate the Hijra of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he migrated to Medina and the Sahaba migrated to, to Abyssinia. But when Allah Azza told Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this Ayah uhjur, oh, he did not leave. The ones who left Mecca, it's not Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Some of the Sahaba did leave to Abyssinia, but not Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Why? Because the Ayah says Al-hajr al-jamil Wa hajr al-jamila A beautiful type of migration. A beautiful... Leave someone in a nice manner. Leave them nicely. Leave them in, in, in a good way. That leave them in a good way, it means you leave their ideas. You leave their accusations. You let go and you forget and stay away from whatever they say. But don't leave physically. Al-Hajr al jameel Al-Hajr al-Jamil means I'm not associating with you emotionally, ideologically, but physically I'm here. Because sometimes we will say, you know what, this society is corrupt. There's lots of corruption here, there's lots of oppression, there's lots of things which are anti-Islamic. It makes me sick, it makes me frustrated, it makes me, but I'm not leaving. I'm not going to a mountain to find a place to worship Allah Azza away from all of this. I'm staying with you, and I'm having some persistence on what you are doing, but I am leaving, I am departing you emotionally. My emotions are to Allah Azza My love and hate are associated with Allah. My love and hate is with Allah Azza I love what He loves, I hate what He hates. My ideas, my thoughts, I take them and I inculcate them and I conceptualize them and I visualize them and I put them in my heart only from what the revelation brings me. I don't take any of the society. Any ideas, any thoughts that the society imposes upon me, I will not take. That is a hajj. But that is a beautiful hajj. And that is the one that Allah directed Muhammad to. You stay with them physically, but emotionally, and ideologically, you are disassociated from them. Because sometimes in the few years ago, few decades ago, there was this group that emerged, this idea, and started in Egypt and propagated throughout the Muslim world. They called them the the Hijra
3: group, Al-Takfir wal-Hijra. The society is a
2: society of comfort not based on Islam. And therefore what do we do? We retreat. We get up. And they started getting out from the cities, from the villages, going to the mountains, living in the valleys, building their own isolated groups. Because that is their understanding of being disassociated of the kufr society. But Allah Azza directed Muhammad at the peak of shirk. At the time when shirk was so abundant in Mecca, at the time when the shirk was, so was so dominant in Mecca, at the time when the society of Mecca was full of with corruption and with mischief and with uh, uh, with all types of tyranny, Allah Azza wa told them, Wa Have the sabr regarding what they say and make your hajr a nice one, a beautiful one, al-hajr cannot be jameel because if you are leaving and staying away from them that's not hajr jameel, that's j- hajr. that's just quitting quitting and leaving and migrating this ayah was directing him to be disassociated mentally, psychologically, emotionally from the corruption, from the tyranny but physically I am there why am I physically there? because my purpose, my position is to change that corruption and to change that tyranny and to overcome that dominance of kufr and to replace it with the dominance of Islam and then here comes the catch they are going to well, that's what Allah said to Muhammad they will say whatever they want to say Just that, to make sabr, they will accuse you they will attack you, they will slander you and you will be with them and they are more powerful than you are so what do I do? What's going to happen? How am I going to treat that? وَذَرْنِي وَالْمُكَرْفِبِينَ Let me deal with the mucadhibin. Allah Azza wa says, as far as dealing and taking care of those tyrants and those oppressors, I will do that. You cannot do it, Ya Wasallam. It's beyond your ability. It's beyond your reach. We know that. We know it's beyond your ability. We know it's frustrating. We know that these... Parents of Mecca, they have power over women's power Much more than you possess They can kill your friends, your sahaba They drive them to the desert They torture them And they do all types of nasty things And this is the third time The third time It's stated in the three consecutive surahs In surah Al-Mudathir khalaqtu Pay attention to the word. The word means let me do it. Let me. Allow me. I will take care of it. He says in Surah Al-Muddath, and we spoke about that. Let me deal with the one whom I have created, a lonely and a single person. I gave him the money, I gave him the wealth, but I will take care of him. And he said, I will make sure that I will torture him badly. In Surah Al-Qalam, he also mentioned about this uh, 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 issue: so, Let me deal with the one who denies this hadith. In Surah Al-Qalam, Surah Al-Muddaththir: wa Surah wa man here he said, The same word, the same threat. This is, this is serious from Allah Azza wa Jal. The one who say, you know, sometimes, as I mentioned in the past, if I am quarrelling or fighting with someone and I'm a weak, then somebody comes, with a big guy, says just stay aside, I will deal with him. Let me handle that guy. Oh wow. Big guy with big muscles standing behind me he says, "Okay, let me deal with it." And I remember just a case a time ago. I was uh, in uh, in Milwaukee in the West back in '88, '89. This is an interesting story. Let me bring it. Sometimes the story makes things uh, more spicy for the uh, uh, for the session. The time Arafat, Yasser Arafat, the did Yasser Arafat, when he made his first announcement that he would accept the state of Israel in the United Nations. He made a statement, he made a speech. He said, we are willing to accept two state solutions. this is And then, I was making a comment after the khutbah of the Jum'ah that this is a big treason and this man, he has just declared uh, a final sale of Palestine to the Jews. And this is, at least I made a statement on this. Now, after I made statement, some from the so-called national Palestinians, he wanted to, to be physical. Now he starts pushing me aside, and I'm a little guy compared to that. He was threatening me physically. So now I remember someone from behind my back, I still recall that for a brother, I always commend him for that, brother from Turkey. He's big. He's strong. He just came between me and him. And he told me, let me deal with this. And he approached the brother and the brother just ran away. I called him a brother. Still, he's a brother. He left. So that's the type of thing. Let me deal with it. I felt so good. You really feel it. You feel that. I mean, here's... Cornered by someone who's trying to, to take advantage of my weakness and uh, I made a statement I made a statement, what I thought is, is right, and somebody now wants to take advantage of my weakness and to uh, to be physical and I cannot be physical so the brother comes from behind and he says, brother Abu Talha, get me deal with you, and he gets in the, in the side and then there ends the story that reminds, now when Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah, the creator, والمغرب, tells Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, just to stay aside, I will deal with it. Allah is saying to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi I will take care of that. How much comfort that gives the Prophet? How much strength that gives him? Allah Azza wa declares and vows to take care of those who can't and he called me. ذَرْنِي وَالْمُكَلِّبِينَ and we spoke about that earlier المُكَلِّب is not a liar المُكَلِّب is the one who claims you are a liar he denies you he denies Muhammad he makes Taklim. oh this Muhammad is a liar this Muhammad is not a prophet this Muhammad is not a messenger this message is wrong so that's مُكَلِّب and the مُكَلِّب in this case he has a power over other people like a media power. Now he's spreading all lies. In fact, this is what Al-Waleed bin al did and these people. When they said, okay, what are we going to say about Muhammad? Muhammad وسلم, is claiming he has a Quran. And the Quran is from Allah. And the Quran is strong. We know it. So the people, the Arabs, they will come for pilgrimage to visit Mecca. And they will listen. So what are we going to say? We have... To, make, to spread certain rumors and talks so people will not listen to Muhammad Didn't we just hear something similar in the news, in the media a few days ago on Syria? One of the groups, they call it Jabhat al-Nusra, ah, let's call them terrorists. Now, in the meantime, I was reading a report from the Yahoo News, this is the American news. They were making comparison between this group called Jabhat al-Nusra and other fighters. That's before this declaration. Which means the truth, the truth, the real, the real truth, they say this group different from every other group, every other fighters, they never interfered with the lives of the people. They never made any burden with the people. Although if they need food, they need something, they don't even ask the people. They don't, they come, they fight, they do their fight, and they leave. Compared to others, and this was in the in the News report, one of the most favored groups on the ground. That's what was the issue of Muhammad before they started spreading the lies. This Quran must be from Allah. This Quran is excellent. This Quran is powerful. This man, Muhammad, وسلم, is Amin. Is is. But now, no, no, we have to say something else. We have to spread rumors. And they are مكثلين. Now, what can you do? They have the media. They have the ability to control the markets in Mecca. They are the ones who meet the so called investors and they talk to them. It's not you. And you have probably a few Sahaba here and there, but they have many. They have armies of. So called journalists media and CNNs and the Jazeera and, end and end. everybody is fabricating lies, everybody is claiming terrorism, everybody is claiming fundamentalism, everybody is claiming things. So, what can you do? Allah says, and He gives them the title, they have power. The ones who have power, the ones who have abundance, they have the money. Look. Going back to the current situations in the Muslim world, who has the money? The petrol dollars. petrol dollars. Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Kuwait, Emirates, they have the money. They are all the America has the money. They are all the
0: Security Council, NATO, they
2: are all the But what do you have? You have nothing. Even those who fight on the ground, they fight with rifles. They don't have bullets. We were told that some of them, they give them, let's say, nine bullets. And when they come at the end of the day, if there are only three left, they will ask them, where did the six go? How did you shoot them? Are, this accountability is so strict because they don't have. But in nama al they have the money. They are in nama. And Allah says, I will deal with those who are who claim to be power, who possess the power. in nama." like he said I will deal with the one who has lots of money and lots of children lots of sons because that's the meaning of power give them some time I will take care of them because sometimes you are speedy you are pushing ok when when are you going to deal with them now he says, give them some time. And this indication of just putting this this type of being pushing, speedy. You want the results immediately. Allah says, give them some time. In Surah Al-Qalam, he said, لهم إن لهم I give them some time. I allow them some sometimes, but at the end of the day I will take care of them. In wa what Allah is going to do with them. He explains now, which is the way it's explained, because sometimes you need to know what are you going to do with those? What do you have? What are the tools of Allah Remember, this is new. Now for us, we know that because we know the entire Quran. Some of us is half, they know the whole Qur'an. But at the time, this Qur'an was not revealed. It was only few surahs. So okay, give them some time. What are you going to do with them? What's going to happen? Here Allah brings the first notion of this type of power of Allah, what He will do with those deniers of Islam. إِنَّ لَدَيْنَا أَنْكَالًا we have for them, and can, and can is a word which means the things that ties people with chains. We are able to chain them to chain, which means to prohibit them from doing acts, because that's the first thing you are entrusted in Of course, the next one says jahima. Jahim is the jahim, which is not jahannam. This is jahannam. This hellfire. It is the punishment in the hereafter. But what you care about at the beginning is what you are going to do to them in this dunya. So Allah azza wa jal is giving Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam this comfort. First, he states about the dunya things. Inna rida and amkaa. We have means. We have means of tying them up and prohibiting them and preventing them from carrying their acts. Because that's what can or the chains, when you chain someone, I have a chain against you, I chain you, chain your hands, your legs, your neck, whatever, which means you will not be able to function, you will not be able to carry your functions against this Muhammad and the Sahaba. So he says, Inna nadeyna uncanned, number one.
3: We have uncanned,
2: we have our way of trying and chaining these people. And we have jahjah. For them, when they turn back to us, on the Day of the Judgment, we will have a for them. So that is one. And also, وَطَعَامًا ذَا غُصَّةً وَطَعَامًا ذَا غُصَّةً And a food, and the food that will choke them. A food that's choking, that's when, that will stick in their throats. It will not go down. And that is a notion, again, of the dunya. Because what these people their the their the, the main reason their main motive to go against you and against Islam is because of this naama they have this abundance of of, of wealth and nama is the abundance of wealth and the abundance of wealth that gives them all types of food now the food is the highest notion of your of the nama or the highest notion of the abundance of wealth because that's now of course the wealth you do it with do with the wealth all types of things. But the major item of the wealth usage is the ta'am, is the food. So here Allah is saying that even the ta'am they will have, we will make it such that it will choke them. Meaning that they will have a problem, a serious problem with their own wealth. So their wealth will not be able to feed them. They will have a of wealth and that wealth will not be sufficient, will not be easy enough for them to be able to enjoy the food. So they will not enjoy their food. When you choke with your your meal, you are not enjoying it. You may have lots of food, lots of meat, lots of all types of things, but when you are choking with every uh, 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 piece of food you are trying to swallow, that's not enjoying So you have the abundance, you have the food, but you cannot enjoy it. So you will lose that ability to enjoy or utilize or make benefits from your food. So here Allah Azawajal is giving this notion that we have ways to chain them, to tie them away from use it from uh, uh, going against you. And we have a jahra. And we have ways to make this ta'am for them. Wa ta'aman And this ta'am, this food of them, it will be a choky one. adaban alimak And also a severe punishment. So this is giving this contrast between what happens now and what happens next. Because that's what I, I care about. I really want to see those who so far, those deniers, those aggressors against Islam, I want to be to see them being punished. In the hereafter, that's no problem. But in this dunya, in this dunya, I really want to see them choke with the food that they have denied me the right to eat it. I want to see them being choking with the food that they take it away from the mouths of the 1.5 billion people who are poor. I want to see that ta'am, that food, that abundance of wealth that is being turned in a manner against their own uh, or, 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 or their own interest or benefits such that they cannot benefit from it. I need to see that. Allah says we will do that. And that is from the time when Muhammad was still almost alone, without power, nothing in the horizon showing that he would have victory. But Allah Azawajal is giving him this comfort. I will deal with that, and they will see what type of punishment. And we know, we know that the society of Mecca, there was a time after the conquest of, after Medina and Badr and Uhud and the conquest of Mecca, they were in desperate situation. They were coming, some of them, some of the, like, Abu Sufyan, although he became Muslim later, after Islam, for a while he was relying on the Zakat of the Muslims. Because he no longer afforded all of this exploitation of the, uh, uh, of the people. And many of the kuffar of Mecca, many of them, they were looking for Muhammad what is he going to do with us? Like when he conquered Mecca, this man is going to choke us all over. He will probably destroy us or will pass a verdict that we'll all be killed or all go to jail or something. So they were in, in, in at a point where entire wealth they once had was not able to give them a relief. So we didn't see that in the real life. So Allah Azza wa He made His promise complete. And then of course, He brings the story. Because here talking about one of the signs of the Day of Judgment. The signs of the Day of Judgment, the signs of the end of the world. It was abundant in the Qur'an. But this is one of the earlier notions that the earth would shake. تَرْجُفُ الْأَرْضُ will shiver. Because when you say, I'm shivering with cold. It says, the earth. the earth will be shivered shiver. والجبال. And the mountains will be a shiver. And all those mountains which surround Mecca, it's all mountains, but Mecca in particular is surrounded by mountains. Those who went to Hajj or to Umrah, they know. And the mountains are different than almost any mountains you have seen anywhere. Those are very solid metallic type of mountains mountains with lots of metals in them they are very sharp very strong very uh, uh very difficult type of uh, uh of terrain in those mountains so he's saying those mountains will be shivering the earth will be
0: shivering
2: meaning that allah has all of these tools all of these means all of this power to make things turn around turn, turn against anyone he wants all these mountains become just like sand. And that, is, that can, can strike the imagination of any person in Mecca who sees all these mountains that they know these are the strongest mountains they have ever even seen in the world or thought of, they could become like sands. That is absolutely big. That is enormous. That is frightening. That is scary. That is something that Allah is giving this indication. It's not that I can
3: do that to the people, I can do that to the mountains, I can do that to the earth, I can turn
2: those mountains into simple sand, I can make this earth shiver, just like anyone who is shivering out of out of fear. And the word terjuf here, Allah is in other places he used the word either al ardu like earthquake, it shakes. But here he used the word tarjuf. A rajf, or the shivering, is a word which is quite often used with the people who are afraid. When someone is scared or frightened, they say, yarjufu min alkhawf. He is shivering out of fear. So he's using this word. Tarjuf is to implicate, to give this implication that there is an, an element of fear. Those people, there are people who should fear this. They would have this rajf, just like the earth, will be... Uh, making rajf or making shivering. Those people, the kufar, those who deny Muhammad Sallallahu the right to be a prophet, the right to be a messenger, and the right to propagate his message of Islam, they will be shivering as well. Yawma tarjuf al jibalu wa al-jibalu stop right here. Uh, we'll continue, inshallah, next time. The next, uh, the next few ayat comes into. A different, uh, different path talking about aun and the other uh, as an example. So we leave that for, uh, uh, for
3: next time and we'll open for the floor for discussions or questions, answers. If you can uh, elaborate more on the Hajar and Jameel uh,
2: part. Because a lot of these days also, as you said, that a lot of people say, you know what, brother, there's a lot of evil there, just stay away, stay home, do your uh, salat, do your siyam, you're very good. Be a, just be a good Muslim. Take care of yourself and you know stay away from everything. But then also we're looking at Rasulullah and the Sahaba, they had all, all of these chances for them to just leave. But they never left. And uh, here, I mean, the, the ayah is so beautiful, talking about a beautiful uh, hajj. So, how 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 can we achieve such a thing uh, over here? I mean, when people start telling us like this, just go ahead and leave, or you know, be a good Muslim and stay at your home. How should we approach yeah. such a society? Actually, the the question is about the hajj journey, the beautiful type of disassociation from society. How can this be achieved? Uh, it seems, it seems that the most tempting act when you are faced with all types of denials. With someone, everything, like the, the, there's what they call the state of denial. A society is in a state of denial. The government is in a state of denial. To deny you, your ideas, or to deny the truth in general. They just don't want to comment. The most tempting act is to just let go. I say, okay, forget it. You guys, you are not an it, And you just leave. I will mind my own business. Uh, and sometimes quote unquote, quote and say, don't do Just forget it. That's, that's tempting. In fact, Allah Azza wa Jalla, he indicated, directly and indirectly, that this could be tempting to Muhammad This is not only for us. In fact, in the previous Surah, Surah Al-Qalam, which was already revealed, he said, he told him, فَاصْبِرْ stick to what you are doing and don't be like Prophet Yunus Alayhi And what did Prophet Yunus do, do? What did he do? He, he left. He ran away. وَذَلُّونَ And the other known, which is Yunus he was angry and he left the sea. He just left. He didn't go. He left his villages down and he just ran away. He went to the sea. And he jumped into the boat, and in the boat, he was thrown out of the boat, and the whale took him. And here, Allah told him Don't be like that. Meaning that it's tempting. It's really the frustration can push you out of your limits to say, Okay, forget it, you are not worth it. I have what I have, forget it. Here, in this surah, Allah is telling Muhammad وسلم, as if he's telling him, I know deep inside you want to leave, okay, leave, but don't leave. Leave mentally but not physically. So he's giving him this, this type of exit, which is very interesting. Because he says, Fahdurna. Fahdurna. So it is because that's what he wants. That's what I want. That's what I would want to do. I mean, after all, when even sometimes you come to a messenger and say, Brother, don't speak like this in this question Brother, don't give this message here. Brother, don't distribute this pamphlet here. Brother, don't give this book right here. Go out to the street. I do it once or twice, then and I get frustrated. Like, what do you, why, why should I be doing it all the time? I'm trying to spread a good word here. You don't want to listen? Fine. I'll just go and mind my own, my own business. It's tempting. So if the Prophet, Allah is telling Muhammad do hajr, it's okay, but do it in a nice manner. How? Al-hajr al-jamil says, okay,
3: mentally, psychologically, ideologically,
2: you will draw. You will draw from the society, from their ideas. You will draw from their nonsense, their insanity. You are no longer insane like them. So that's a hajr. So you make the hajr of their ideas. You make the hajr of what they like what they dislike.
0: They like, they like
2: The way they like things or
0: dislike things is based on their
2: desires and uh, whims and uh, instincts. They don't make their desires based on what Allah likes. So stay away from that. Make hajr to those things. Make hajr to those mental ideological, emotional stuff but physically stay. So that's as if you are giving you whatever you want, that internal motive, push that you really want to withdraw, okay, withdraw, but don't withdraw physically. Stay there. Stay wherever you are. Continue, because the previous ayah was born. Continue doing whatever you do, and your Hajj to them has to be the nice one, the beautiful one, which no one can afford but you, as a Muslim, as a person of of da'wah, because you want to stay there, and as you are there and not there, sometimes you are within the society, but you are absolutely not associated with the society by any means. You don't like what they like, you don't hate what they hate, you don't believe what they believe. Sometimes you say, you are strange. Everybody in this world believes in democracy. And here you are saying, democracy is not the right way to go, because this is, allows the people to be the gods instead of Allah Azzawajal. You are different. Yes, I am different. Everybody says we want to build a civil state instead of these tyrant dictatorships. And here you are saying, no, I don't want a civil state. Of course, I want a state that's based on the rule of Allah Azzawajal, not based on the rules of Janja Rousseau and the social contract and the collective will of people. I don't want that. I want something based on what Allah says. This is what I believe in. So I am making a hajr to your beliefs, I am making hajar to your ideas, to your thoughts, to your emotions, to your, to your garbage, all of this I am making hajjur and I am sticking to my ideas. That is a perfect direction to someone who is tempted, tempted internally to withdraw and Allah says, You stick there, you stay there, but at least psychologically, emotionally, mentally, you are different. And people can actually eventually identify that this man, Muhammad, وسلم, or anyone who is following his footsteps today, yes, I am different. Yes, I do not believe in what you guys believe. Yes, I do not like what you guys like. I like what Allah likes. I hate what Allah hates. I say what Allah says
0: isn't true. That is Al Hajjul Al Jameen, and that's
2: needed. That's very much needed today as as much as it was needed anytime soon in the past and those who say leave will tell them oh yes I will leave but I will not leave physically. I will leave your ideas, your garment but I will stay here. I'm around because that's what Allah Azza told me to do. So I will leave you but I will give you the message. Should- yes, yeah exactly I will leave you but I will stay to give you the message. Yeah. Yeah, I will leave what you believe in, your ideas but I am staying on on your neck. But I'm not withdrawing. I know you'll get it also. I said it in Arabic, right? (laughs) Okay. Any other thing? Okay, you always have to have something. Not this time. words which are repeated in these earlier surahs yes he used the word hajar in surah then but that share fajr means a shirk the felk the incense of makkah needed so you make hajar to audz but you don't make hajar to be a physical although now let's let's make sure that the Prophet ﷺ didn't migrate physically from Mecca to Medina later. So there was a time when he actually did leave. But that hijrah in that sense was not leaving the society. He was moving to a new stage of building a new phase of the da'wah. So that hijrah was not running away from the da'wah, was actually running ahead. With the da'wah, Because that hijrah, and that time was migration to continue pursuing the da'wah. So that's that's uh, that's different. So let's because some someone would say, oh, but then the Prophet didn't migrate, didn't make hijrah. That hijrah, which happened, was not running away from the da'wah, not out of frustration, not because it was there was a challenge but because he had met all the challenges and he was able to achieve what he was going to achieve. And that move to Medina was part of the continuation of the Dawah, was part of the phase of the next phase. So it's not the the leaving the scene. So he did not leave the scene of the Dawah. In fact, he moved ahead with the scene. And we'll talk about that at the time when we arrived the ayat and the surahs that talk about that, uh, that iframe. But this is talking about the hajar which is let go of this doubt The challenges are uh, uh, enormous, they are immense, they are beyond your capability. You don't want to continue doing what uh, you feel that you are overwhelmed. You will leave, you will be angry. Don't do that, just to stay.
0: And One uh, question. How much you we be
2: direct and asking the Muslims in this sense? What Allah is asking us to do. Here, the Muslims in America, for example, what they need to do exactly. Like, for example, we living in a poor society. We are living among uh, non Muslims. So here we are Muslims. What we need to do? And if I'm not asking for yes. this. Here. To be in, more
3: practical in, in explanation. At least from the perspective of this surah,
2: what I'm talking about here. The we live in a society just like the society of Mecca or the societies in the Muslim world, which are based on ideas which which are not compatible with Islam, or they are against Islam, or they are based on ideas which are not on the on the belief in Allah. Well. Very simple. Uh, and based on these ideas, the general Opinions, the, the thoughts, the likings, the dislikings, the lifestyle, all of it is simply not based on Islam. So I am called upon that I have to carry my ideas and my thoughts to be based on what Allah says, I have to carry those ideas in my in my mind. I have to believe in them. And those beliefs they have to be reflected on my on, the, on my talks and my thoughts, whenever I explain my ideas, they have to be reflected, and my emotions, what all my likings, my desires, they have to be in line with what Allah Azzawajal says. In the meantime, in the meantime, I don't have to withdraw because sometimes some people they tell us go back home, go back where home is worse than uh, not home, and even if there is a if there is a second home, so that's. That's not even an option, Islamically, leave alone practically. So the Muslims here, they must, number one, realize and understand what is it that constitutes or that makes an idea to be an Islamic one. And then I spoke about that, I think, in this question in other places. We have to make some filters. We have to build, start filtering things in our brains. In our brains, in our minds, because what we are made of, our brains and minds, they have millions of ideas. And if we count them in number of bits of information, there are trillions of bits in our brain. And those have been accumulated over the last, if I am 50 years old, over the last 50 years. If I am 20, over the last 20 years. Things have been accumulated in my brain, in my mind, and most of the ideas, most of them, if not all, they are not correct. Islamically, they are not correct. So, because we live, uh, our, we take our ideas from our curriculum, education, schools, universities, colleges, all of these ideas and thoughts are not based on Islam, and many of them, they are, uh, like I, I always give this example, in physics, when we studied physics, they used to tell us, Matter never, is never created from nothing, and never vanishes into anything which is not true. In Islam, المادة تسلحكت from nothing. Allah created things out of nothing. So everything is created. So that's, And that goes in our brain as we grow. In math, they gave us the so-called infinite series. They put in our brain there is something infinite, unlimited. That if you make some infinite series, you start counting from one to infinity and they always put in the summation from zero to infinity. So they allow us to understand that infinity, and unlimited, exists in this world, which is not true. There's nothing called infinite but Allah Azza wa Jalla. Everything else is finite. So we got those I'm just giving quick examples. And then the evolution theory, which we learn in biology, and we learn it as facts, not theories. Sometimes, although they say theories, but they make it sound as if it's fact. So we learn all types of things. And this is, and even in Islam, like in the religious studies, in, my, in our curriculum, they, some of the articles in the books of religion, it says Man whoever uh, is associated or becomes a member of a party, then he commits a treason. There is another place, there cannot be any party or party group, political parties in Islam. And this became as facts. We grew up mm-hmm. with them as facts. This is There are lots of things. Now, in our minds now, we have to start building some filters to filter out this garbage. There are lots of garbage that has come in our brains, whether we like it or not. We have to filter this out. We have to build some filters, some mechanism to, to, to start taking things which are incorrect whether we are in America or in any other place, there are many, many things that are in our brain, like liberty. Fighting for liberty. Sometimes they call them shuhada al-hurriya, shahid al-hurriya, the martyr of freedom. What is martyr of freedom? In Islam, the martyr is the one who fights in the, and dies in the cause of Allah وجل, period. This was asked to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, "Man kana man." If you fight so that the word of Allah is supreme, then you are فِي سَبِيلِ otherwise you are not. Very simple. It's, sometimes some people say it's tough, but tough, but simple, very straightforward. So, we have millions
3: or zillions of information which is absolutely incorrect. So we have,
2: at least as Muslims, to filter out our ideas, to start building our mentality, our thoughts, our emotions, our likings, our dislikings based on what Allah has revealed. Whether it is compatible with the society or not. See the issue whether it's compatible or agreeable or disagreeable, that shouldn't even come in the picture. Then that becomes, after a while, once you start doing that, you will find that, oh, you are really withdrawing psychologically, emotionally, ideologically from the surrounding environment. Now, you don't feel bad about it, you will feel good because this is what I am. In fact, you will feel bad about what the people are. So we need the Muslims here to start really getting into the scripture before in fact, even before we start propagating or telling the, the rest of the world what they should learn, we should make this this process of filtering our, our, uh, our brains, our minds, from all of the garbage that has been accumulated over the last X number of years, depending on how many years we have been living. And that's whether it is long period or short period, all of us, without exception, have been bombarded with ideas, with thoughts which are incorrect. We accepted them for all types of reasons. Some of us accepted because we think they are correct. Some of us accepted because we cannot challenge them. Some of them accepted them because we didn't even know when they in our brains. We did not even realize, like the, the series, the infinite series. We never knew or thought that this is something that is... Uh, uh contradicting our Islam or that's even important. But just got in here. I remember whenever I used to talk to some people about this the proof of the existence of Allah and start talking about things in the world are limited. Everything has a limit. The most, the greatest obstacle I ever had is with people who have studied physics and math and went to schools and they they are they are proud of their understanding of the mathematical series, the infinite series, because it's axiom in their brain. It's axiom. It is... Things are infinite, because we, got, we we took it in a class in a math. And the teachers taught us when we were kids, and we never even thought about that. This is, uh, we never thought, well, that this has anything to do with ideas or thoughts. But it does. And the same in physics, the same in biology, the same in Uh, Astronomy. The same, look, I can go for a long time speaking on these issues that through science bombarded our ideas. Look at the way they talk to us about the the relations between human and nature. When they talk about the gravity, they say there is a struggle. Human struggles, we the people, struggle against nature in order to overcome the barriers and the laws of nature. You have the gravity and if you want to climb up the gravity pulls you down so you have to struggle and you have to build you have to overcome it but in Islam Allah Azza wa Allah says otherwise says, lakum ma ardi jamia. Lakum al-ar-d. Allah made the earth and the sky and the heavens all of it in a manner so that you could use it so it's not a struggle it is using laws that Allah made usable because if Allah made the laws of gravity such that you could never overcome them no matter how much you struggle, whether you have a Newton or Einstein or you don't, you will not be able to, to do that. Like when he said about the uh, uh, getting out of the scope of the universe, He says, okay, that one you need some certain power in order to do that. But that's not the point here. The point is the idea the idea that we have in our brains that we are in direct confrontation with the nature. Allah Jal says you are not in direct confrontation with the nature. You are in direct coherence with the nature or with the universe because I created the universe and I made the laws of the universe in a manner that you could use them. In a manner that you could use the frequency to ride over that frequency signal. So you have modulations, you could have voice over. Uh, 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 over the AM or the FM or radios, it was lows there, you just discovered them you found them, I made the lows of the wind, the, the blow of the wind so you can make ships and you make your ships uh, go in the, in, uh, in the sea so those are ideas, those are thoughts sometimes you think oh but those are not important, they are important because they allow you to understand your relation with Allah Azza wa Jalla. Allows you to understand that you are part of a creation and you appreciate that creation and therefore you appreciate the fact that Allah is your God, Rabbul al wal and you follow his orders and his laws in a very coherent and nice manner. So there are thousands of ideas. We have to build filters. We have to, that's one of the reasons we are going through this step by step. Allah he put all of these things right from the very beginning in the mind and the heart of Muhammad وسلم, and the Sahaba, so they build their personality, they build their psychology, they build their emotional structure, they build their ideological structure in a step by step, block by block, so at the end of the day, these guys are pure
3: Muslims, are real Muslims.
2: And when I say pure, we're not talking about the purity of Sufism. Pure means, I don't have garbage ideas in my brain. I build my ideas and I build my thought process so that my brain is coherent one. If I have an idea that is wrong, I know how to take it out. Go once, go twice, go coffee.